Hello everyone and welcome to our pre-conference podcast. Lars Langer, IUMI Secretary General, is joining me today to talk about the highly anticipated IUMI Annual Conference, which is scheduled to take place on the 2nd to the 15th of September. Hello, Lars, and welcome. Yeah, hi, Katarina. Good morning. Thank you very much for granting me the opportunity to talk about the conference. You're welcome. The 2021 IUMI Annual Conference is just around the corner. What exciting topics can our delegates expect to be covered during the conference? What do you feel are the highlights of the upcoming event? Thank you, Katarina. This is really the key question. And as you can imagine, I personally think we have lots of highlights. And please let me try to introduce just some of them. So as every year, we have a common theme to structure a bit the direction of the conference content. And this is this year pathways to a sustainable, resilient and innovative future, which covers a lot of angles, but not least, and this is by purpose, the sustainability issue, which becomes more and more important for marine insurance. And this is something where we see Yumi's role in raising awareness. So having said that, let me go through the program and introduce some highlights to you and to the listeners who hopefully will be convinced at the end to join us and join the conference. So by nature, of course, we're in Seoul this year, although this is virtually, as everybody knows, but nevertheless, we will have a clear focus on many Korean and Asian topics, again, being invited to Seoul. And we will touch this, Katerina, in, in a second question. And so far, I wouldn't allude too much to that yet. But however, that is a clear priority again this year. So apart from that, we will have, which is very much anticipated by many attendees, the annual statistics in our facts and figures committee on Monday, the 6th September by Astrid Zeltmann, uh, our statistics guru, as we always say, and Phil Graham, the chairperson of our facts and figures committee will explain the macroeconomic figures on trade and on shipping. And in addition to that, we are very proud again that we can introduce the 2021 results of our major claim database, which has improved again this year. And we are happy to say that we could increase the number of participating associations this year from 21 to 26. So you should look forward to that. I mentioned already the sustainability and ESG, environmental social governance issue, as we call this already, and that will be mirrored in a number of workshops during the conference. So the president's workshop right on day one of the conference will focus entirely on this sustainability pathways to the decarbonization of the transport industry. And we have really high-level speakers on that. We have the head of air pollution of the IMO. We have the CEO of the Global Maritime Forum. We have the director regulatory affairs of Möller-Mask, who will introduce their decarbonization strategy. And finally, we have Alicia Montoya from Swiss Re Institute, which will provide us with a very advanced insurance angle on that. In the policy forum, this will continue where we have a very high-level speaker Gunther Pauli from Siri Think Tank with a really overarching approach, redefining competitiveness and sustainable growth. So where does this lead to in the future? In cargo, we have a different angle on ESG with human rights risks and the supply chain. That's important as well for us as insurers. In the Ocean Hull Committee, we have something on crew well-being, which 
became for good reason very much in the focus during the pandemic. And this is also something for marine insurers. We will touch on alternative fuels with some Korean speakers. We return to that. We have very interesting panel in the Ocean Hull Committee mirroring the, the conference common theme pathways to a sustainable, resilient, innovative future. And our Inland Hull Fishing Yachting Committee will have two presentations on that, sustainability and green shipping, focusing on recycling in Asia, for example, and zero emission electric ferries. So that is the sustainability angle. And this is really something where you get very clear takeaways for your daily business at home and some guidance where we are currently and what is expected to come. So apart from that, let me highlight a few other things. Cybersecurity, again, high on our agenda. And I do very much look forward to a panel which we will have in the Loss Prevention Committee, moderated by Howard Potter from Astara, an insurer who's solely dedicated in its business to cyber risks. Uh, he will have some very interesting panelists, for example, from the US Coast Guard and Vincent Lanyi, who is a cyber systems panel chair of IAX, which is currently developing rules for IAX members on, on cyber assessment on board vessels. So that is, that is a priority, very topical. Another one is on the ever given, which is moving us, of course, as marine insurers, we will have three presentations in that direction. There is in legal and liability, one by Richard Nylon, well known from Holman Fenwick Willen, well known to all of us, blocking of international waterways, liability issues. That's very interesting for the audience. Uh, we will have a keynote uh, from Korea on day one of the conference, Suez Canal Obstruction and Marine Insurance from the director of the Maritime Law Center of the Korea University in Seoul. And Jay Sharma from our IPP Clyde and Co. will present in cargo committee on the ever given time to review exposure. Certainly also a very interesting aspect of that. Another very topical issue is loss of containers. We had a number of issues and incidents in late 2020 and early 2021. That's mirrored in the program as well. We have a high-level speaker from WK Webster on containers falling off container vessels. Where do the losses fall? And we have a panel in the cargo committee on container collapse where we have different angles. We have an academic view from the CMS. We have a cargo insurance side, Jan Riedberg from AIG and, and David Kirk from CHAP. And we have a loss prevention angle with Uwe Schieder from the German Association, the GDV and, and the loss prevention committee. So that will also be taken up. The pandemic, again, will be subject to our program and we will focus this year on, on consequences. And this is particularly transport of vaccines. We have in the cargo committee a presentation, which will be very interesting by D.B. Schenker, Laurent Kovac on the pitfalls in this regard. And we will also have in loss prevention an underwriter from Parcel, a London syndicate, COVID-19 vaccine special focus on in-transit and in-storage loss prevention challenges. So please look forward to that. Digitalization, one of our priorities for good reason. This is also very high on the agenda on the of the conference. Our big data digitalization forum will have a workshop on the 
14th or 15th of the conference on digitalization, where they will focus very much on digitalization in the supply chain this year. We have speakers, for example, from DSV Panalpina, digitalization as an enabler of resilience in the logistics supply chain. We have a speaker from our IPP Consiris, the supply chain, the impact on how we've price, write, and manage cargo insurance. And we will have a very interesting panel discussion in this workshop where we have lawyers from certain areas of the world connecting this with data privacy and data restriction policies, since this is very important in this regard. And finally, please let me highlight that we will again also have to, I would say, have to focus on piracy again. Gulf of Guinea is still a problem which provides a lot of concerns, and we will have Hussein Yüksel, head of section Royal Danish Defense College, which will tell us something about status and prospects in that regard. That's also very important for underwriters, of course. So that's it in a nutshell. It's again, say, 50 presentations and 10 workshops. So it's really a bundle of different topics and you get really first-hand information in, in different aspects on issues important for marine insurance currently. So long answer on a short question. <laughs> Wow, yes, no, a very full and topical program. <laughs> Will there be a regional focus to the event? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mentioned this already. Thank you, Katerina. So that, that is one of our traditions that we endeavor to focus on, on, on our local hosts, which is the South Korean Association this year, GIAK, and Seoul in particular, this city. It's, it's really a pity that we are not able to join in person in Seoul, but circumstances don't allow. But nevertheless, in the presentations, we will be virtually in Korea. So that will be start on day one with, with a C. CEO of the Korean Association, Chi Won Jung, who will welcome us and tell about the market. We will have keynotes in the opening session on day one, one by the by the Korean Maritime Policies Ministry of Oceans and Fisheries, and and one by the director of the Maritime Law Center of the Korea University. I mentioned this already. And a third one on autonomous shipping by Hyundai Heavy Industry Group from Korea. So Korea, as you all know, is very strong in shipbuilding and is very strong in in classification. And and this is certainly also something which we will mirror so in the policy forum. We will have a speaker from the Korean Register on a topic which I already mentioned, safety considerations on use of alternative ship fuels. Korean Register is very advanced on that. In the Ocean Hull Committee, it is again on alternative fuels, LNG and others. In the IFI Committee, we will focus on shipbuilding in Asia beyond others, accumulation of vessels and lack of mooring space. And in the Loss Prevention Committee, again, we will have a presentation on underwriting shipyards risks and the loss prevention angle of that by a speaker, Chung Yung Cho from DNV Korea. So there are different presentations and we do very much look forward to learn more about this very important marine insurance market. That's great. Thank you. And this is the second year that the conference is being held online. Was it a difficult decision to take? Yeah, absolutely, Katerina. It, it was very difficult. So this is, is not, since we have said it's, it works better online, it, it, 
it was a decision forced by the circumstances. But finally, at the end of the day, it was very clearly too early for an in-person event. And, and this for two reasons. The first, of course, was the safety of the participants. This is always paramount. We wouldn't wish to jeopardize anybody, feasibility issues as well, of course, flights, travel policies and the companies and so on. And the second reason as well was, of course, financial constraints. So it's very difficult to plan for an in-person event currently. You have no idea how many people at the end of the day will be able to show up. And in so far, it was clear in, in, in March or April this year that we have to convene virtually again. And, and our thanks to really go to the Korean organizers who proved to be flexible and prepared an excellent online event again, which will have the local flavor, uh, which we expected also for the in-person event. So having said that, of course, networking will be a bit more difficult again, of course, since you do not be meet in person. And it will also be more difficult to experience the local Asian market. But we do our very best to replace this in the online format. And, and I talked already quite a while about how we do that. So the presentations will be will be very good and also local. And the, the conference platform, again, will offer many opportunities to liaise with your peers and to network and to ask questions and to enter into the dialogue during the panels. So that should all be fine. It's not as good as an in-person event, that's for sure. But all which we are used from an, from an IUMI conference is as good as possible replaced in our online format. And maybe I should mention again, it goes nearly without saying, but however, our plans and hopes for next year for 2022 is that we would wish to convene again in person. That would be in that case in September 2022 uh, with our friends from the US in Chicago. Yes, hopefully, yes, we can meet in person again soon. What do you find works well with the online conference format? Thank you, Katarina. One shouldn't forget to mention the positive angles and the opportunities as well of these formats, of course. And so far, this is a very good question. So we are really happy to say that we had a record number of attendees for our 2020 online format in Stockholm for a number of reasons. A, of course, that it is cheaper to join an online event compared with, with an in-person event that, that goes by nature. Uh, you don't have it to travel uh, partly half around the world. You just dial in online. So that was for us great opportunity to reach a target group which we maybe haven't reached before. On the, on the same directive, we were extremely happy that we were able to reach more press representatives during the Stockholm event. So we had a record number of press attendees as well. And if you look at the press coverage, this was even better than it had been in the past. And this is again for us an opportunity, of course, to get our messages spread. And this is something which we build on again in Seoul, of course, that we get a good coverage. Another angle, of course, is we took the decision in our executive committee last year for the online format to open also for third parties. So not our only our members from the insurance community, but also brokers, lawyers, service providers like surveyors and so on and so on. That is a very clear opportunity to get into a dialogue and, and to get our information across to new target groups. And this is very clearly something which we would wish to improve this year. Again, uh, for the attendees as such, 
the online format provides more flexibility. We have two sessions for different time zones. You can look the recordings afterwards when you are registered. So you are more flexible in digesting the information. And that was appreciated as we have heard in comments, which we received afterwards. And of course, I mentioned this already, you have reduced fees, you have no, no traveling. That is a great opportunity for younger market participants, which otherwise wouldn't be able to join the event. And this is our clear appeal again to the markets. Let your young underwriters register, get them the opportunity to get this Yumi smell and to enter this Ayumi family, as we always say. So that's, that's the upside of this. And, and one should this mention very clearly. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. This year, the event is open to everyone in the maritime industry again, and not just Ayumi members. Did you find this was successful last year? Did opening up the event bring a new dynamic to the conference? Yeah, that that is a very good question. I mentioned this already. We took this decision last year, and we took the same decision this year. So the conference is open for everybody, not only for members. So please, if you listen to this podcast, consider strongly to register for the event. I have to say, Katerina, 2020, obviously it was not simply not known by everybody that you could register, which is an exercise, of course, to, to get this message across also to non-members. So we had already a good number of non-member attendees, and these were very well involved in the program, but we do clearly expect that we get more non-members this year. And and one of the comments I was most happy about last year was from one broker representative who told me afterwards, Lars, if we would have known how useful and good the program is, we would have shown up with many more people. And, and this really encourages me that we will see more attendees from our partners from the industry, usually not able to join and to get into a dialogue. And so far answering your question, yes, we have seen already sites of this last year in Stockholm, and we do very much expect that we will strengthen this this year. It's, it's a very clear opportunity. That's great. That's great. Thank you. And is there anything you wish to add on the event for all our listeners out there? Thank you. Yeah. Maybe as a secretary general of the organization, a bit of the housekeeping, let's put it that way, of the housekeeping direction, giving some guidance on the event. So if you look at our our conference landing page, with, which is, as every year, iumi2021.com, registration is longer open than we had initially stated. So you can not only register until end of August, you can nearly register anytime. So even when the event has already started, you are still able to register. So if you need a bit longer to, to get green light in the company, register as late as you wish. We are happy if you would be able to join. The format overall, I mentioned this already, 10 workshops in two weeks in two time zones. We will have a morning session, European time, which is 8 UK time, which is in local Korean time, uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And we will have an afternoon session European time, 2 o'clock PM UK time, which is 10 o'clock in the evening, Korean standard time. So also in this regard, thanks again to our Korean organizers who really have to make some night shifts for session two. So that grants, as mentioned, flexibility to the participants. 
we will be live in both sessions, but we will record uh, the presentations as such in session one and then display this in session two. But you will be able in both sessions to have the full, full Q&A and, and comment opportunities. So it is really interactive. And this is one of my appeals. Please make use of these interactivity tools. We have networking. You can go into, into dialogue with your peers from other countries. This is very important, as we know, for the attendees. We will have a conference hashtag, hashtag again, which is Yumi2021 as well, where we had a very lively conversation last year. Uh, so we hope to, to reinvent this again. And, and finally, again, I mentioned this already, we really have to say thank you to our Korean friends from the association who organized an excellent online event and who worked already long time on the in-person event, hotel and so on. This was all settled and booked. We shifted this. It's now online. They prove flexibility and we are really grateful for that. And it is, as every year, really fun to prepare such an event together with the local hosts. So thanks for that. Thank you, Lars. Thank you. It sounds like a great event. And if our listeners would like any more information on the conference or to register, please go to, to the website, um, ayumi2021.com. Thank you, Lars, again for taking the time to speak with us today. It was really informative and great. Thank you very much, Katerina. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye.